Cool. What's up, everybody? It's VC. I'm here with Arash, my esteemed guest, my brother, my mentor as well. And we are on episode number 15. And this thing is just moving along. We keep rising in the ranks quickly. And we're not surprised, of course. We, man, uh, obviously we just wrapped up Prometheus. And I had uh, gone, for everybody who wasn't there, I had done this event two years ago. And just hearing everything again and really understanding the level of power of what you taught really put things in perspective, man, because I've been operating with those new datums for a couple years now. And for everybody watching me who is on this or listens to it later who does follow me, you've seen my growth and explosion over the last two years. And what Arash taught in this uh, event is definitely uh, the foundation for that. And I just wanted to pass it to you, man, because I'm still – you know, feeling the after the aftershock and after effect of the event. Yeah, man, thank you for coming down. It's always an honor to have you here uh, in any event because, like I always say, no two people are equal ever. So I don't consider you just another attendee. I consider you as somebody who is uh, obviously quite capable and someone I respect. So when you show up, it pushes me to do even better. And it was an incredible weekend, uh, phenomenal. It uh, pushed me to also, as I have a lot of realizations when I teach. So, uh, yeah, lives have changed. Um, I had asked for 20 people only. 22 was the total of people that showed up. <clears throat> and that's cool because the last two signups, I okayed them online. And um, we move on, you know. We, we leave the success and we move forward and succeed again. I think that uh, one thing should be said, uh, it came to my mind right now, is a lot of times people get stuck in their successes. And uh, I have saw that happen with me in the past. And then I I don't know where I heard it. Well, I think it was Alan Hubbard actually I heard it from. And um, I'm very aware to not get stuck in my success. So it was a very successful event. It was my most successful event in regards to attendees, uh, uh, income, and um, results. And now I move forward. So May 2nd is my release of my product. And for 24 hours, it's going to be $497. It's called the Eye of Ra. Ra is the ancient Egyptian god. Uh, close your eyes and see. So I'm working like mad on this product. And tonight, I'm going to do a free um, Facebook broadcast lecture on my fan page. So if you're around, you'll see it. And this is to push this product. So this is for everybody that's listening to this. Um, let's get right into business. Let's not get stuck on our successes but let's use our successes to build other successes. Meanwhile, in May, I will be doing our my, uh, women's only event called Women Empowerment, Awaken the Feminine Energy Inside of You. And um, so I've already had a goal of how many people I want and this and that. And, you know, just keep creating. And what's happening with you, brother? That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, we're having uh, just uh, everything's getting better. My online businesses and everything I'm doing, Outside of real estate, I'm up. I'm projected to improve about 20% this month, just this month alone. Um, our real estate business is exploding. I believe we're on track to either hit or exceed over $100,000 in generated commission uh, in 30 days. So that's definitely great news, and everything just keeps exploding. And I love what you what you said about not getting stuck in your successes because, you know, I, I fell victim to that a little bit. I hate to use that word, but I did early on because my hard work was getting me success early in real estate, and I kind of was sitting there enjoying it a little bit too much, and I crashed temporarily a little bit after that. I was able to dust myself off and recover, but I know exactly what you mean when you say that, and I believe that's 
a common curse among a lot of people, especially if they start getting a little bit of success and they taste it, and just that little bit is so much better than where they started. They're kind of like, oh, my God, I made it. And I remember feeling that frantic feeling, and it consumed me a little bit. Um, but I wanted to bring something up, and uh, I think this will be very beneficial for our listeners, and it is very tied to especially the title of this podcast, Money, Power, Influence. You know, I, I made a video recently about it on YouTube, and I put it on Facebook as well about, uh, you know, standards, especially when it comes to whether you're dealing with women or business. And I feel like, especially in my industry, because I see it constantly, uh, realtors allow themselves to get pushed around and bossed around by their clients. They bend over backwards. They basically supplicate to the client and do whatever they say. And I'm one who, when I came into the scene, immediately was like, no, 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 no. You're going to do things on my terms. I'm the professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm the skilled one. I'm the expert. And I even had a situation pretty recently, a couple days ago, where I had to get a client on the phone and say, look, uh, uh, let's call him Bob, just for the case of the example. I said, Bob, uh, you still want to get your home sold, right? Yeah, you still want to move. You still 100% have your trust and confidence in me, correct? Then this stops now. You need to follow exactly what I have to say and allow me to captain the ship and get this deal done because you are getting in your own way. And I just literally went off on the guy for like five minutes. And, you know, you fast forwarded a couple days later, we wrapped it up, the deal's going through to what seemed like an impossible situation. But like many times, I'm able to save the deal because of my skill and we finished it and it's going to be wrapped up in the next couple days. Now, I, I know this datum comes from a point of scarcity, meaning people are afraid to put their foot down because of fear of loss or, oh, my God, I might not make that uh, commission check or whatever it is. But I realized right away that for you to grow and really become a brand and become respected, not only amongst your peers, but even by the consumer and the client, you have to hold those standards, set them, and then no matter what, never break them for anybody. And I know you definitely do that, Arash, and I wanted to hear your insight, and maybe you could educate our audience a little bit about that, because that's something that I hold, held on to when I started and said, these are my standards, this is my code, and I'm never going to break them for anybody. Yeah, we share this in common, and not too many people share it. But the greatest brands on our planet share this. You know, you could go and try to bargain with Lamborghini and Ferrari or Chanel and Louis Vuitton all day long, but they're not going to drop their standards for anybody. Uh, and anybody who is buying any of those, or like a Rolls Royce, the act of buying it is a privilege. That's what everybody misses, you see? Um now, now, do I think that everybody listening to us obviously is going to be at this level? Of course not. Of course not. But we're talking to the people who want to be at this level. First thing is you, you sincerely have to have a great product, the best. We're talking about Rolls Royce. We're talking about Ferrari and Lamborghini, right? We're not talking about Ford Escort and so, or a Walmart purse. So the first step is to first make sure that you have that product. And that's every businessman's um, task is to go to work making it the greatest product there is, Apple computers. Um, so for myself, let's say the event that I do or, um, yeah, let's, think about the, let's talk about the events that I do. I had a student of mine who flew here from Germany to be part of this event. And he paid for, this, for my event, Prometheus, in installments, okay? And once I once he came here, I was so moved that I was so moved that he was coming from Germany 
and he was only 20 years old, which was even more moving to me. And uh, I told him, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll take care of your room for you. And Friday and Saturday, I put him in, in literally the best room you could possibly get in the best hotel in San Jose. You cannot get a better room in San Jose in a better hotel. So I, he, he came in, and I blew his mind. Saturday or Sunday night, I realized that he was still going to be in town until Monday, and I didn't know it. So I went and I extended the hotel one more night. When you do that, it's a little bit more expensive. And he was like, no, I don't need you know, I can get a motel. I said, no, I got this. So let's work this out. I gave him three nights in the best room in San Jose, or one of the best rooms, right? Then I paid for all his food and drinks. Not that he wanted me to, but because I did. Then on Monday, when I realized he had nowhere to go, I texted a bunch of people if they could if they could host him, and nobody was, was you know, uh, responsive, really, the way I wanted them to be. So what I did is I cut my time with what I was doing, and I contacted the gym that I work out at, and I told them they know who I am. My sister works there. And I got a membership there for a couple of hours. He got there and used the sauna and worked out. And then I went there, and I actually worked out with him. And he's a fitness guy, so he was really excited about this. And I showed him the first person I showed my workout to. Then I took him for some food, and then we went and I dropped him off at the airport. And, you know, when he was leaving, he looked at me, and um, and he shook my hand. And he was like, thank you so much for everything. And he said, I'm going to make you proud, sir. And it was so touching, so touching, that when I drove off, I started crying. I, I was literally tears flowing down my face as I was so touched by this young man who had left his country for three days to come and study with me. Um, the point that I want to make, oh, and I took him out Friday night. Uh, I took him out uh, to, to go out and uh, meet w- women with me. You know, I'm, that's what I do. I'm a pickup and uh, seduction artist. Long story short, once I worked out how much I spent on him versus how much he spent on my event, <laughs> him coming here, I ended up paying him around $700 <laughs> after he paid me back. But you know what? The quality. I, I could I could do that because I had 22 sign-ups, so I could have afforded that, right? And the people that come to my events, I treat them really well. And this is part of the branding that I have. So the first step for everyone is to make sure that you get to that level. Once you're at that level, though, once you get to where you have this incredible product, now be very careful to not drop your standard allow others to treat you as if you are not that. You can't treat a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce. You can't walk in there and treat them like they're for you. You can't. It's not going to work. They're not going to treat you right. You're going to get kicked out or you're never going to buy the car. So I think that the two steps are first, make sure that you have that product. And once you legitly, you know, because, you know, we, we see it on Facebook all the time. You see everybody talks such a big game. You know, everyone's the best. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone is giving advice. Like, no, you don't even deserve to give advice. Uh, but once you do get to that level, and that's what you see me do, and last night, again, I handled something, one of these social groups, social dynamics groups, I don't apologize. I am the best at what I do, and fuck you. And you are privileged, privileged to to learn from me. That's the point. And, you know, if I'm buying a house from you, I'm privileged to buy a house from you because I know you're going to take care of me. You're going to take care of my needs. You're going to give me the best house for the best price and more than that, whatever you do to make yourself number one because you're not going to be number one just because, you know, you're fucking, you're a cool guy. You're going to be number one because you know how to take care of your clients. That's my perspective on this. 
I love that, man. I love that you said privilege. What, what a beautiful mindset for people to adopt when they are building their product and offering their services to the market. Like if I was to tell my coaching clients, and I, I do say something similar to that, I'm like imagine every person you talk to is, is they're privileged to work with you. Imagine your mindset and how you would feel and how, do you, how you would approach them, how you would speak to them and communicate with them if that, if that was your vibe. Like, you know what, this person would be privileged to work with me. And that's beautiful, man. And on top of that, I love what the example you gave with the, with the student there because that's something I noticed that we share in common, that every top person shares in common, is we consistently over-deliver. I can't remember one time where I did not over-deliver with a client and go out of my way to take care of them. And the fact that you said that, and you know, I, I was there obviously witnessing it, I was taking mental notes saying, wow, this, this, is, this is a trait that I think only the best exhibit because we know what we deliver. And at the same time, we genuinely care about the person that's on the other receiving end of our service or our product. And I, I, I really, really feel that deep down inside. And uh, you know, when you shared that you were in tears, um, that really touched me too, man, because um, I've had moments like that where maybe I help an elderly person who can't get up the stairs and I sell their house and I'm able to get them in a single-story home where they can get taken care of and, you know, that burden is off their shoulders and their life has changed and, you know, to this day they'll still message me and call me and say, hey, Brian, you know, thank you so much for helping me. It was great to work with you and it was just an awesome experience. And that stuff moves me, man, and I think that's something we share in common as well. Um, and that's that's something that a lot of people miss. You know, I think everybody gets so caught up in the the day to day rut, and it's just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do an, sell another product, sell another house. When we are so deeply entrenched in each individual, each product, every customer and client that we're dealing with, it we we add that little touch, that sprinkle on top that really makes the experience unique. Um, I know we have a couple questions here, so I wanted to transition to them. Uh, let me uh, unmute the the person. Give me one second. So, uh, caller, what's your question? Okay. Yeah, I I had a, an experience uh, with a colleague that didn't want to be associated with um, the an event because of other people attending the event, but yet he wants to nurture the relationship. How do you measure that on a friendship level, and how do you measure that on a business level? I honestly didn't catch the beginning of that for some reason. My phone was just going nuts. Can you please repeat the beginning of the question? Yeah. I said uh, I had a colleague of mine that was uh, weary about doing an event because of another person speaking at the event. Uh, so how do you – and he wants to continue to nurture the friendship. How do you measure that on a friendship level, and how do you measure that on a business level? So what if that person's value to you outside of business? As a friend, what do you find valuable about them? Tell me. What's their what do you what do you like them for? Well, as a as a friend I like I like them as, as what they can do and I admire their profession and what they've accomplished. What do they do for you? Um uh, pretty much nothing. Okay, so I don't have friends like that. So, you know, I don't have friends like that. Uh, there are people that I help, right, and I'm aware that I'm helping them. If it becomes too much help, then I back off because I do expect them to get back on their feet. 
And then there's everybody else. And everybody else who you ever see me interact with, there is some sort of exchange there. There's just some sort of exchange there. And so if, let's say, for example, my colleague in quotes is not exchanging with me, then he can stay distant far away. You know, I know a lot of pickup artists worldwide that I socially can be like, hey, what's up, you know? But I have no more uh, interactions than that with them. Or martial artists. You know, I've been a martial artist for a very long time, 29 years. And I know a lot of these guys, lots of them, that know more than, hey, how you doing? What's up? Oh, hey, how are you? Shake hands. And that's the end of it. There's no more interaction. If there's going to be any more interaction, then there has to be something where they bring to the table and something I bring to the table. If they're not bringing to the table, then forget it. So that guy, whoever he is, um, if he's not he's not going to an event or whatever the fuck it is, the next question is, what is he actually bringing to your life? And if you're going nothing, okay, then the next question would be, what is he taking from your life? Um if he's taking something and giving nothing, well, there you go. I mean, that's I think you're, you're an adult. You can figure that out. That would be a, an improper relationship. So I would treat him the way I would treat every other person when it comes to this. The person has to have value to you, and that value has to be exchangeable. So, uh, you know, are there people, uh, friends of mine that, well, no, there isn't. I was going to say haven't given. You know, for example, if I knew a super high-level celebrity, and they're not, like, coming to my events or whatever, but I can call them and they pick up the phone. That's good enough. That, that because I can use that. You could you could say I could use that name to bonify and make more legit my knowledge. I know how to use that that power of a celebrity. But I, but even then, I was just thinking in my mind a few celebrities that I know quite well, and they do exchange with me. Actually, they really do exchange with me. You know, one of them has done two movies with me. He put me in his movie. The other one does seminars at IMC. Like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. Uh, I don't know if there is anybody that I interact with that doesn't exchange. So that that's my 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 uh, philosophy. Awesome. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Uh, our next question. Uh, by the way, if you guys, any of you on the call have a question for Star 7, and we'll get to you. Hey, this is Chris. And I uh, am curious because I have a program coming out, and then but also – um, kind of a, a training program. So there's two different things coming out almost near the same, uh, at the same time. And so I'm curious your opinion about what's the best way to capitalize uh, and also to get the message out um, as far as like promotionals, combining the two as far as like maybe using one as an incentive or um, like getting two for one or something like that. Do you ever do anything like that? And uh, what's your opinion on, on doing that to get membership? Go ahead, brother. Um, well, with me, <clears throat> there's a couple strategies that I use. Um, if I have a new program coming out, uh, if I had a program coming out, I would just probably add one of the products as a bonus to it. Uh, there's other times where I will have, let's say I release three products and maybe a three-part series. I'll repackage them up and then offer them as a new package, right? Um, but as far as promoting it, um, you just want to take advantage of all, all the channels because I think a lot of times we worry too much about, um, you know, if we're releasing two things or more more than one thing at once, we, we get too caught up on what we're going to do. I would say just make sure you get it out in front of as many people as possible. That's always kind of been my approach, and it's been very successful, um, you know, and I've, I've done a very good job of building 
multiple social media platforms like YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook. So I just want to make sure I get it out there, and I personally will worry about all the little details later. But if you're concerned about those two, what I would do is focus uh, mainly on the one that you really want to build. Like if you have that program coming out, I would focus on that and give people an incentive to join by maybe offering the product. But that's pretty much all I would offer. Arash? Yes, I agree. I would say also always take a look at the at the look, at the sexiness of your product. So I know that you have a um a program coming out with Seductive Instinct and when that flyer is is shown, that's a sexy ass flyer. That's a fucking sexy flyer. So in regards to the podcast, there is there's no um flyer yet. And it's only a couple of days away. So you, I would do a tremendous amount of promotion on it. I would do way more than that. I would um, – th- I think – well, I'm looking at it right now because I'm familiar with, with what you're about to do. And there's it's too quick. Today's Wednesday, Friday, you're going to do it. There's not enough promotion. I would wait another week, and I would promote the shit out of it. Well, for example, look, the IRA is coming out. I've been talking about it for almost a month. And uh, the flyer came out yesterday or day before. Tonight, I'm going to do a live broadcast. I've been mentioning it everywhere I fucking talk. I'm mentioning it here again, how many times I've talked about it, right? So you want to just get people familiar with this thing. They have to hear it so many times. You know, they have to hear it so many times. Ask yourself, how many times have they heard about it today? How sexy is it? And um, as you said, incentives and things like that. Like, why, why would somebody want to listen to that right now and to go well because you know they're going to get some good information and things like that i think people can find information everywhere you know i i know that the information that we have in this podcast is very powerful but there's more to it um there's a there's there's two personality um presences behind it that people admire bc has his own brian has his own crew that admire him worldwide i have my own crew that admire me worldwide and that's part of it Part of it is people want to just tune in and listen to the person they admire because they enjoy a state of mind. So um, that's going to be my done mind video today. So I'm going to stop right there. Awesome. Now, uh, I wanted to to wrap up today, Arash, kind of uh, building on the, the standards portion that we kind of started with because I, I personally get a lot of questions. I'm sure you get the same question of people who maybe want to hold a high standard, but they're brand new. They're coming up and they feel, they still have that fear, like, man, what if I hold my standards high and I I can't sell? And before I pass it to you, I want to share my experience. And when when I began in real estate, right, and any any business I've created moving forward, uh, my mindset was always this. It was, I know right now I'm starting, you know, I may not be the most expert person in the field. I know I'm still getting my beak wet, as they say but I'm going to work my ass off on this. I'm going to learn everything about a real estate transaction. I'm going to learn everything about the listing side, uh, working with a seller, working with a buyer, the whole process, um, how commissions work, every single day what's going on, working with the people in the back office and the escrow office. I'm going to have so much understanding, right? I'm going to get there and talk to so many people. So I knew I had the, the end goal and vision of what I would be because I knew, you know, when I looked at it objectively, I said, okay, this is something I can figure out and master other people are just kind of going through the motions of being robots. I can really find the fundamentals, master it, and I know where I'm going to be. So if I have to temporarily suffer and have high standards, I'm okay with it because I know when I get to the top, 
it's going to rain money, it's going to rain deals, and I'm going to make people really, really happy. So I kind of had that end vision and goal in mind, and I worked from that. So I didn't mind going through a period where maybe I wouldn't get business because I was still new and I had a pretty high standard and people were kind of like, whoa, it, it doesn't make sense, right? And I think if we were to each share our perspective on that, it would really help people because I know this is probably one of the most difficult things for people to understand in business, especially in sales, is they just let themselves get stepped all over and, and they refuse to hold a high standard. Correct. Um, if you quit, you lose, everybody. That's just it. If you quit, you lose. Now, are there any, like, overnight success stories? I probably, I mean, shoot, maybe there is. I just, I really didn't think I was going to be one of those people. So if you think you're going to be, like, an overnight success story, then maybe this is the wrong podcast. But if you're into actually, like, working and you think that whether or not you become an overnight success or not, you are capable and you can become successful in the long run, that's what I knew about myself, then it's a matter of just, like, sticking it out. And if you keep flip-flopping on your standards, then that says something about you. You know, we were, somebody had commented something about Yelp reviews today in one of these groups. And I, and I commented back. I said, listen, my fitness center had the worst Yelp reviews years. It was like one and a half star, which is like in Yelp, you basically like you get an F minus. You're like a terrible. And I did not change. I did not change the way I acted. I did not change anything. What I did do is continue doing what I'm doing and realize that I had a, a black propaganda campaign against me to, to smear my name and my gym. And I just got louder and louder and louder. And we kept contacting Yelp over and over and over. I mean, man, we just contacted these people left and right. Now, and they wouldn't really answer and they wouldn't do anything about it. Uh, now, I am, at, you know, one of the highest stars uh, available. We're one of the number ones, right? And so, what if I had changed? What, what, what if I had changed the way I was acting? I would have demonstrated that, God, you hear all that? That's my phone. Uh, I, I would have demonstrated that people can push me around, you know, you you can't do that. Not not if you are listening to our podcast. One thing we have, I, I remember I talked to BC about this in, in Los Angeles one time. I said, keep it to yourself, this and that. And I'll just briefly mention it. I said, it's the word prestige. We have prestige. We have that thing that, this is ridiculous. We have that thing that um, is rare. It's like you, you are proud to know it. You're proud to drive that car. You're proud to live in that neighborhood. You're proud to know that person or wear those shoes. It takes pride, right? And pride comes when there's quality. So if you're starting your business or whatever you're doing and you, you set out for a certain standard, then you stick to that standard. Because I don't think there's such thing as your standard is too high. That's weird. What does that mean your standard is too high? <clears throat> you, if your quality is good, Somebody's going to buy it. There's always people with money that are looking for the quality. You get that? Like, that's the way. Let me give you an example. When I do um, live events, to come here live and watch me, I don't keep it under $1,000. 
It's minimum. I mean, that, that's low for me. But it normally goes up to like three, four, five thousand dollars to be here live. In my industry, that is unheard of for people to do for like a two-day event. People charge as little as two hundred dollars, and I still get more people here. But the quality that I have, I'm not going to drop it. And I know that people are there who can afford it, and this information is for those people. It's not for everybody. Not everybody should be driving a Ferrari. Then that would drop the quality. Not everybody should drop a, uh, drive a Lamborghini. That's going to drop the quality. So I keep saying Ferrari BC because I decided this morning I'm buying a Ferrari. So there you go. That's my, one of my new goals now. Awesome, brother. That's going to be awesome. We can cruise down uh, Pacific Coast Highway in the Lambo and Ferrari. It's going to be epic, man. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Looking forward to it. So we'll end it here. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to do a quick plug, then I'll pass it to Arash, and we'll end it. My Close the Deal program, $97 a month. Highly recommend you sign up. Um, I'm constantly releasing new material, and the testimonials I get are just through the roof. I'm also in the works on a new product. And you will definitely be seeing something on my website and online very, very soon. So, Arash? Yeah, brother, that's it. Online is my daily coaching program. You get daily coaching from me online. And that's only 97 bucks a month. Uh, every weekend, I, ch I don't do it every weekend. If I'm doing a major event, I won't do it. But pretty much three to four weekends a month, I'll do a live lecture where you get to watch and ask any question you want, and I will answer it. It's a whole different level. It's called Diamond Minds. You go to rajzapar.com and uh, you sign up for $97 a month. And really, like I always say, if you can't afford $97, then you should not be listening to this stuff. You should just be working. Work, just work. You should be working right now. And then outside of that, look forward to uh, some of the big events coming up in a couple of months. I'm going to do something called Inception Beyond Mind Control. And I will give you some secrets of mind control that are not even real. You should be hired by the government at that point. That's it. Awesome, yeah. And me and Arash are going to do an event here in the next couple of months, so stay tuned for that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be dope. All right, guys, thanks for coming, and we'll see you next week.